Good morning, Cowboys Nation. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. Presented by Texas Family Fitness, Freeman Mazda Hyundai, and Worth the Poor. I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, boom! I know a lot of y'all probably like, what is this song? Huh? What is this song? It's, it sounds different. It's an old school. It's an old school jaw, y'all. It's an old school one. I switched it up a little bit. YouTube is being funny, but we here, man. We live, y'all. We live. I'm ready for today's show. Got a nice one for you. Y'all let me know if y'all can hear me fine. If not, we'll fix all this audio situation. But coming up today, we're jumping back into our rating, the draft series, picking it up with Damone Clark. And, you know, one thing I like about this series is that when you start doing it, you start learning about some of these players, uh, getting to know them more, their backgrounds, things like that. And, and Damone Clark falls right in line with the rest of these picks. So I think y'all will enjoy getting to know Damone and breaking down his rating uh, series. I'll detail how we do that if you're new around here. Plus, there was a schedule leak. It's schedule day. I shouldn't say leak. I guess some of these things are coming out early. We'll talk about a couple of the games that I caught uh, being leaked. I don't know how many of these are true except for one. That bad man. But we'll talk about that, and we'll see which one of these leaks you're most excited about. And, uh, yeah, we'll have a pretty damn good show. So let me get up into this chat and see what y'all talking about. Uh, what's good, Big Sarge? Legend in the building. My guy Lee, what's up? Uh, Chris, what's good? C. Nicks, RB Nightmare. Chris Graham, Toxic Tom in the building. C. Burleson, what's good? Lawrence said late night, vi- late night hype vibes. Yeah, I used to use that. That intro for my show, the Skywalker show, if y'all remember that, and also for the hype. So it definitely brings them those vibes back a little bit. Uh, what's up, Cash, a.k.a. Lowe's? Was that Lowe's? No, that's Cash Money. Different person. Uh, Mark Smith in the building. JJ, Big Flock was good. Mr. Jab, Gregory, uh, Antoine Swain, D.A. Lee over on Facebook. Iceberg Q.A. Lou, Primetime Phil, Sin City was good. Nick Mims, The Truth, MDP, Irvin Simmons. Yes, sir. Sounds of blackness. Like I said, my guy, uh, Jay Will, actually remixed that for me. So I appreciate him for that. Uh, what's up, Holo, Stage, Chuck P, how you doing? Uh, Mackenzie, two times, two times. And who? Mac Jones. We got the guru in the building, Danny Savage. Macho man, Danny Savage. Alpha Mason, what up? Uh, and many more coming through, man. Appreciate y'all joining me. Honestly, I don't got my bomb squad drop. I'm working on that, right? I'm working on that. But instead of calling y'all the notification gang, y'all about to be called the bomb squad gang. Because all y'all know I come in with the bomb. So y'all my bomb squad gang. Appreciate y'all for being here this morning. What's up, Captain America? Uh, Greg Kemp and uh, Oscar was good. So we got a good show lined up talking about Damone Clark. More and more I dive in on him, the more and more I get excited about the future. Right, we see down there Cowboys invest in the future with Demone. It, it ain't gonna be anything, I think, this year. At least I don't think it should be. Uh, but you'll hear him talk about his injury. Uh, you'll hear the doc talk about his injury a little bit today. So y'all stick around uh, for that. But first, before we get into the roundup, y'all. So teams are starting to drop videos of OTAs and and pictures. The Cowboys dropped some pictures yesterday. They dropped a video of Dak throwing a rock to C.D. Lamb, and you got everybody dissecting that thing like it's an it's NFL game. Man, it is what it is. When you get football-hungry people like us, like if you're here today, 
excuse me, if you're here today, if you're here tomorrow, whatever, in the offseason, you're football hungry, right? So we love it. However, did y'all see the Miami Dolphins video? They, they put out a video of Tua throwing a rock to Tyreek Hill, and Twitter went off because Tua, first of all, threw a duck. I mean, it was kind of a duck throw. And then he underthrew Tyreek Hill, and everybody on Twitter is like, why would y'all post that? And they just roasted Miami. It's just completely roasted. Me personally, I mean, you kind of chuckle a bit and keep it moving, but Miami is getting roasted. That makes me think, like, what, what do – media teams like what goes through their minds right like social media nowadays man i learned this probably like a decade ago maybe before that if you screw up you're getting roasted on social media right and when you're a multi when you're a billionaire company or whatever it is with the dolphins who's in that room who's telling the media people hey dog i don't think we should put that one out like do y'all have a feel of social media Dallas does this too. I think it was the Amari Cooper trade. Cowboys made the Amari Cooper trade. Then like right after that, they dropped some, hey, who's the best fifth round pick in Cowboys history or something like that. And the whole nation was like, really? That's too soon, bruh. That's too soon. So I feel like social media, co- not companies, the teams troll us or something like that. But in regards to Dallas, they took it, they took it down. So I know Derek Eagleton was like, nah, I'm not with that. But if y'all haven't went and checked out that video, go check it out. Tua threw a duck. You know, not just a duck, but he underthrew Tyreek Hill. Hill had to slow down, and then it just roasted him, bro. Roasted him. I personally don't really care that much, but I did think it was funny how everybody on Twitter is just tearing his ass up. Um, If you want to call into the show, you can. 351-999-3787. Is the phone line. Laces out. Shout out to Ace Ventura. Super underrated series of movies for uh, our guy. So super underrated. All right, let's get into the roundup. Not that much today. We're going to jump right into to our, to our, our good part, meat potatoes of the show, but we still got some news to drop. It's time. It's time. It's time. Time. It's time. time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. The morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Strive for progress, not perfection. More than just a fitness club, TFF provides the tools, support, and resources you need to achieve your goals. Hit up any of the 13 different locations in the DFW area or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. All right, not, not a lot of news coming out in the Cowboys world, but we did find out yesterday per Todd Archer, the Cowboys will have quarterbacks Nick Starkle and Terry Wilson Jr. at this weekend's minicamp on a tryout basis. Starkle was last at San Jose State after playing at Texas A&M and Arkansas. Dang. And Wilson finished at New Mexico after transferring from Kentucky. It'd be nice if Ben DiNucci showed up there. <laughs> Listen, I know Ben DiNucci is a three-year veteran now, but you know the tryout quarterback thing is, is interesting, even though it's rookie minicamp, because how much 
really are you going to gauge from some of these young receivers when they have imperfect quarterback stone in a rock? I'd rather him try out an XFL guy. You know, try try out one of these 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 kind of veteran-ish quarterbacks that can help you know receive your receivers early because people don't understand every rep matters at this point, especially if you're a young receiver, a TJ Vasher, right? Remember we talked about TJ Vasher having to get going. He needs to get a leg up. He needs to get a leg up. So that's just my my take on bringing in these tryout quarterbacks. Last year they did the same thing, and I don't think any of them really made it through. In fact, from reports that I was hearing, they were pretty damn bad. So, yeah, Oscar Gucci Danucci. Bring him in, man. Somebody said, what about RG3? We're just going to move on. <laughs> um, The NFL schedule release is today. Now, there are a couple different leaks. The only one I'm conf- that I know is confirmed because the Cowboys reported it is the, the last one we'll get to. But I got three games. Three games that... Uh, I've heard have been leaked and I want to talk about the Bengals Cowboys for Thanksgiving. Really like that one. Giants to close the season in week 18. We all know the week 18 games are usually uh, division games anyway. Surprise. It's not the Eagles. It seemed like it's, it's been the Eagles forever. And then Cowboys versus Packers week 10 has been confirmed. That's posted on the Dallas Cowboys website. So that is, and it's Cowboys at Packers, by the way. They'll be traveling to Lambeau, so you'll have McCarthy going back to Lambeau to face off with Aaron Rodgers for the first time. Which of these three are you, you know, league schedule, game schedule, are you most excited about? Bengals, Cowboys, Thanksgiving, Giants to close the season, Packers, Cowboys, Week 10 with McCarthy traveling back to Lambeau. Which one of y'all are most excited to see here? I haven't heard the week one one yet. Uh, I know there's a lot of rumors about possibly being the Rams. I mean, I wouldn't mind that. But which one are you most excited about? That's this morning's morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Uh, Swain, Green Bay, Sin City Packers, Legends. Bengals, Packers, Turkey Day. I'm Bengals for me. It's definitely the Bengals. Now, don't get me wrong. Both of those games, Bengals or Packers, I'm going to be super focused. I mean, all these games I will be, but the Cowboys have to show that they can beat these good teams, close on these good teams, especially later in the year. And you're getting the Packers week 10, the Bengals in in, uh, November and Thanksgiving. And they say, you know who you are around Thanksgiving, right? And really, when you go look at the Cowboys last year, it was around Thanksgiving where things start to get murky and that just followed them into the playoffs. So for me, it's the Bengals because it's on Thanksgiving, number one. Um, and you get Joe Burrow coming in. You get that ridiculous receiving core, the defending AFC uh, champions coming in. A real measure, measuring stick game late in the season, although week 10 with the Packers also could be a measuring stick game. But... That's one where can you match up with some of the AFC powerhouses, the big dogs? And I think the Bengals are. They just went to the Super Bowl, right? I don't think they got it worse. So adding Lyle Collins returns to Dallas, right? So I'm more excited to see that game than the Packers game. And it's probably because I'm tired of seeing Aaron Rodgers beat the the Cowboys, bro. I'm just tired of it. 
I'm not saying he's going to beat the Cowboys, but what they beat him once since 2016? Since 2014. Now think about it because you had the 2014 one leg Romo game. There's Bryant, no catch game, I should really say. Um, so yeah, I'm more excited to see Joe Burrow and those boys come into Dallas. We are going to need a statement game later in the year. I know a lot of a lot of Cowboys Nation is down on, on this offseason. I mean, I was down for sure, right? But I said, once we get to the draft, it's time to move forward and see you know, what we can do. And as I've been saying for a while, this team should still compete to win. Not even compete. They should win the division. Barring any injury, if you look at the schedule, and I'm not a, oh, you've got the weakest schedule in the league type. But the way it's lined up, you got a handful of teams that's going to be playing for the top five as we speak. You got the division alone, so you should still be competing to win in double-digit games. But honestly, those games don't matter to me. They don't matter to me. The games that are Bengals, Packers, the Bucks, right? I think they play the Rams. Those games matter to me because that will give me confidence moving forward. Because as much as I wanted to believe last year, it was hard to have real confidence going into the playoffs it was it was real hard to have real confidence so those big games are really going to matter can the cowboys have a winning record against those teams appreciate the ten dollar donation from uh super chat david j he says i think we've lost three of the last four turkey day games ah oh, you know that's the negative part about thanksgiving games bro they and i know i know some people say it shouldn't ruin your day it doesn't ruin my day but the food don't taste quite as good if you don't eat on time, you know. The attitudes change. Lee, Lee, Lee can my bro Lee can can get you know vouch for me here. It's just you don't want to lose on Thanksgiving, man. It sucks. Which is why, if you're smart, you eat before the game. <laughs> eat before the game so you're not feeling down and you lose your appetite type thing, right? Um, James said, how do you think the playoff teams, how do you think playoff teams have winning records? They beat bad to, to support. I don't care about winning records. That, that's why I left out winning records. I don't care about that. The Cowboys were 12 and five. They had a winning record last year, but the Cowboys went up against a lot of those good teams at the end of the year and lost. So it didn't matter about the winning record. I'm talking about when you get in the playoffs, the playoff teams, the Packers, the Rams, the Bucks, when you're playing those teams, not the Eagles. Those NFC, AFC competing teams to get out of that, that conference, not division. How do you do? How do you do? Dallas should have double-digit wins. How do they come about them? I think we can't ignore that, right? Like, obviously, you, hey, 12 wins. Congratulations, right? But context matters. I've been saying it forever. Congratulations winning your 12 games, but how'd you fare when you had to play the good teams later on? You didn't fare well. So I don't give a damn about your 12 wins. And I'm not going to care about 12 wins if they lose more, most of their games against the good teams going into the playoffs. It's going to be another show me. How, how am I supposed to be confident if you won in four against the better teams in the league? That's false confidence. That's fake confidence. So that's what I mean, James. 
show me against the better teams in this NFL, not against the Detroit Lions, not against the Giants, not against the Eagles. Like, handle your business against them. Show me against those better teams this year. If you want me to feel, you know, better going into the playoffs. Danny brings up the Pats. That was earlier. That's why I'm, that's why I've been talking about later in the year when things around Thanksgiving, right? That's where you really know your team around Thanksgiving. Oscar uh, Harrow says, "House guy, who do you see the ten wins coming from?" I, I can pull up the schedule, but when I looked when it first came out, home and away games, I didn't see a I didn't see this just monstrous schedule. You know. Maybe we'll do that. We'll do that tomorrow. That's what I wanted to save. So we'll we'll do that tomorrow. We'll talk about the schedule. Um, and, and I'm I'm hate I hate predicting. That's why I just say I think this is a double digit win team. That could be ten. That could be thirteen. Who the hell knows? Uh, but we'll talk about that tomorrow. Real quick though, I do want to make a correction again. The uh, Isaac got a comb. So yesterday in the roundup, I talked about Isaac not having any years left on his international pathway program per Nick Eatman in January. But apparently things have changed and the Cowboys dropped an update on Isaac Otacone a couple days ago where uh, I think the league has added a third year to it. So technically Isaac can get cut and be put back in the international pathway program and not count against the league. So I wanted to make that correction for those who were tuning in yesterday or might have called it on a replay. Um, it's been kind of a snip snap type thing, you know. But but that is according to the Cowboys on their website. That is that is what the case is. So uh, appreciate Jeremy for actually sending me that link and pointing that out. Big Flock says I want to see Isaac play. I think you will see him play a lot more in the preseason this year because there's the depth is not as much or as good as it's been in years past. So I think you'll see it. Mo called a, <laughs> that is Mo's boy. That is Mo's boy. But no, it wasn't Mo, it was my man Jeremy. I appreciate that, Jeremy. He uh he dropped it in the in the comment section yesterday. And I was like, hey, can you drop a link? Because I want to make sure I'm getting the right info out to you guys. I don't want to give y'all wrong information. All right. Let's get into today's meat and potatoes, which is Damone Clark. He's one of the rookies who will not probably play any of these games. At the very least, maybe the Giants game at the end of the year. Maybe. Maybe. And you'll see why I use that maybe uh, loosely. <laughs> but we all know it's because of the medical check at the combine. Uh, but prior to that medical check, I wouldn't even call this arguable. I, he was looked at as anywhere between that third to fifth best linebacker or third to fifth linebacker to be taken in the NFL draft. Obviously, you had Lloyd and Clark. I'm sorry, Lloyd and Dean. We found out Dean's injury situation knocked him down too. So had Clark not had that injury get found at the combine, he could have been the second linebacker taken or third linebacker taken. And that's real. He spoke at the Senior Bowl about his time at LSU and, and trying to stand out at the senior bowl. Um, this is one of the quotes that he had to say. I've been trained for this. I had guys at LSU in front of me like Devin White and Patrick Queen. Those guys showed me the way when I was a young pup. And now it's my time. The things I'm doing out here, I did back at LSU. So it's nothing really hard. 
Let's get to know our guy, Damone Clark, a little bit more, y'all. Let's get to know him a little bit more. Uh, in high school, Damone Clark played linebacker and safety on defense and wide receiver and tight end on offense. And interestingly enough, I think you can see kind of that, that fluid ability he has by playing on the offensive side of the ball, right? I don't even think he's a bad cover linebacker either. He was the 2021 Buckets Award finalist, not the winner. The winner went to Dean. But when you look at his statistics, you can see why he was a finalist. You know, 135 tackles, which was fourth in the FBS. Uh, 15 tackles for loss. Like 15 tackles for loss and 135 tackles is nothing to sneeze at. It's nothing to sneeze at. And if he had 135 tackles, three tackles for loss. All right, five and a half sacks, a pick, and three pass defenses, and and you you kind of can understand why he'd be a Buckus Award finalist. Here's another quote that I loved about uh, I love from Damone Clark, and it's that attitude, it's that mentality that we kind of see in this draft class. It's either you're a dog or you're not. That's all it is. You got to find out a way to pop out on the screen. And he does that, I think, a lot. He pops out on the screen. Now, he won't be able to do, do it this year with the Cowboys, I don't think. And we'll get to that. But uh, you see it when you put on the tape. And we'll get to that here in our first part of the show, which is the vo- the value of everything uh, for Damone Clark. But 6'2", 239, reign of 457 at the, at the combine. And if you look at his RAS, I believe I have it here. He's one of the more athletic linebackers in this draft. And we know the Cowboys were were really going for the athlete in this athlete and attitude. We call it the attitude era for a reason. He's got both in spades. I think his 9.86 RAS score was second for the Cowboys. The first one being Matt Willetsko, who's a mountain and tested out extremely well. I think he had almost a 10. So you can see that on the film. Now, let's go into the rating portion of the show. I gave this a five, period. If you can get a guy like Clark in the fifth round due to a scary injury, really no matter what happens, I think it's a fantastic value. Because day three picks, especially rounds five and on, are even smaller darts to throw at a board that's farther away. The odds of you getting a, a an absolute stud, pro bowler, or hell, starter, they dwindle on day three. So that's why I'm going five here. You know, because to be honest, once he recovers from this fusion, and if this fusion keeps his back fine for the next four years, I think he can have just as high value as a Jalen Tober. Because like we said, prior to discovering that herniated disc at the Combine, he was on schedule to be a second or third round pick, having increased his stock at the Senior Bowl and the Combine, both. And we talked about it earlier. Uh, he, he was a Buckus Award finalist. And if you look at the film, you can see that athleticism really pop. He gets to an area in a hurry, especially if it's in close range. Uh, in a way, he kind of combines that Thumper and sideline to sideline ability. When we were talking about some of the draft picks in our uh, leading up to the draft, we talked about 
wanting that middle linebacker that could be a bit of a thumper to help move Micah Parsons around. Clark can do that. Clark, he'll come downhill. He'll meet you in the hole. He doesn't matter who you are, whether it's a lineman, a running back, whomever. He can engage. He can shed. And he can make the tackle. Hence, 135 tackles, right? And he only has a 7% missed tackle rate over his career. So, if he had been a guy that I had been looking at when we when we did our top five backers for the Cowboys, I kind of, like I said, took him off the board because of the injury. He would have been a very unique guy, a guy who you can, who can thump if you want, who can blitz, and who can be sideline to sideline. That's a very unique trait, and it wasn't too many of those guys in this draft, in my opinion, uh, that can do those type of things. But what's his mental processing like? I'm big on the mental processing. Uh, from all accounts, it seems like he's improved each and every year. And the reason why I'm big on these things is because it's getting really harder and tougher. And the nuance of the game is, is becoming more strenuous on these defenders, especially linebackers. And you can you can sometimes see that gets to him. And that's the case with a lot of these linebackers in college now, right? I noticed over the last few years, really probably decades, a lot of these backers get caught up dealing with the college movement, and I don't think Clark is a stranger to any of that. So he'll have to tighten that area up, and in the league, he'll have to slow down a bit and just do his job. And what I mean by that, do his job, is Clark can go, right? He can go, and he'll try to go every single snap, and sometimes he'll take himself out of that play, you know? And I think that's something that coaching can help with, and Dallas got two great ones, Quinn and George Edwards, so... I think you'll you'll see Damone Clark slow it down once he does get on the field and and become more of a well-rounded backer, which I already think he kind of is, in my opinion. So the talent's there without question. He was a four-star recruit coming out of college or coming out of high school. And once he got his shot at LSU, he improved and that talent showcased itself. So that's why I'm giving this uh, value a five. Now it's just about getting healthy and refining his game for Damone Clark. So I've got five. I'll take a look at what you guys feel about Damone Clark uh, in regards to ratings, and then we'll jump to the phones here. Albert says, better still than Jabril. I mean, technically, he was a fifth-round pick. Jabril was a fourth. <sighs> Interesting. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I, I, I think he's a better run defender than Jabril Cox without question coming out of college whereas Jabril Cox is a better cover guy coming out of college so maybe they offset each other and and I know Jabril got injured but Jabril didn't have the injury right he was a little dinged up but he didn't have that injury so that's a good question though better still than Jabril Cox I would say it's a push I'd say it's a push uh Kel gives it a four uh, long-term long term availability has to drop its value. Well, that's later, brother. Uh, I'm not sure. And, again, that's my apologies for not explaining uh, what we do here with rating the draft. Uh, we take three different categories, value, year one impact, and long-term outlook, and we rate them. Uh, that'll be our final one. But he gives it a four. Legends gives it great value. Uh, wow, the dean disrespect. I don't know what's going on in the chat with the dean. Uh, primetime Phil gives it a five. Four from Gregory. Good speed for that size? Absolutely. You know, don't sneeze at a four, five, seven for a linebacker, especially 6'2", almost 6'3", 240 pounds. Like, 
We talked about having a Dan Quinn criteria. He just fits under that, but he fits at the very top end of the uh, Dan Quinn criteria where, hey, if you're going to be that size, you better be super athletic. And he is. We, we looked at his RAS score. He is the question mark for me, home run or bust. Here's the thing, though. Uh, what's up, Trey? Here's, here's my thing. I don't think a fifth-round pick can be considered a bust. I had a, a, a comment on another video, and shout-out to the, to the commenter. I'm not sure what your name was. But he said, I think that Ridgeway, which we'll, we'll get into Ridgeway another probably next week or so, I think Ridgeway is going to be a bust. He's a fifth-round pick. I, I just find, a, I find it hard to be a bust when you're drafted on day three in the back end of day three, right? Not even in the fourth round. So, I think this is super high value. Low risk, high reward. This is where you take these guys at. You don't do it in the second round. Jalen Smith. That's not where you do it. And I do think this injury is different than Jalen Smith's, and we'll talk about that uh, with some of these. Uh, with the, the doc, he'll talk about it. Damone Clark will talk about it as well. Shout out to my guy, Foots the King in the building, who I know studies these dudes hard. This is what he has to say. This guy's a demon versus the run. Struggles slightly in pass coverage. And that's the thing, right? What, what were we talking about, Cowboys Nation? My bad here. What were we talking about leading in to the draft? Get me a guy that can help free up Micah at some point. It won't be this year, obviously. But at some point, give me a guy that can help free up Micah. Clark will do that. Because Clark can 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 clean up that run game. And unlike an LVE, I think he's going to be way more physical and aggressive at the point of attack. Way more physical engaging. Way more physical coming downhill. You really don't see that with LVE. Uh, we all know if you keep him clean, he can go sideline to sideline. But I don't think you have to worry about that with Clark at all. And I think he's a better blitzer than LVE. So when you get Clark, Micah, and Jabril Cox going into 2023... That's going to be a fun group. That's going to be a fun group. Sam said, leave Jalen alone. All right, let's get into the phone lines before we get to the second part of this. What's up, Los? I know you ain't feeling too good today. Man, bro, after what happened last night, I mm -hmm. think I have to take like three or four shots, man, because, yeah. man, uh, hey, I mean, hey, it happens in basketball game. You can't win by yourself. It's a team game, but I'll leave it like that, and – Hey, hopefully we can win this Thursday. Um, if anyone is going to the AAC this Thursday, rock out, man, because we need all the cheers we can get. But talking, touching up on that Damian Clark, I think Demond Demond Clark, Demond Clark, my bad, will be what we expected what Jalen Smith to be, which is a player we gambled on and placed higher than what we drafted. And to, and and Jalen Smith was a second round pick, so right. we even drafted him higher. So I think him paired with Micah will be scary. And I'll say this, they have the potential to be the scariest linebacker group in the next coming years, and that includes Jabir, Jabril Cox. But health that. will be a huge factor. But well, that's one thing that doesn't worry me is I think Dallas has done greatly is getting these injured guys on the field, case in point, Jalen Smith. So I think with the Mont Clark being with the Cowboys coaching staff and that health trainers, I think you might see – even a version of like 85 or, you know, 85% of himself. Even with him, 85% paired with Micah, 
Lord Jesus, that's scary. I don't. I think so he'll I, be a hundred percent, but but it's 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 not necessarily about that. It's about if this will pop up again. Yeah, and I don't think it will, Scott. I think I think Cowboys do do a great job limiting these injuries. And like I said, I mean, I would I would be more scared if we have not proven it. But I think with these Jalen Smith and I think these other injured guys that we put on the field, I mean, I think they do a great job at that. So I, I think Demont Clark is. You know, I'm I'm really not scared, but I, what I am scared is, you know, it is a physical game, but I, I just I'm just scared if one day one of these you know left tackles get him from behind or something like that. But that's only the concern I have. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna play. If you guys missed it, I, go watch the doc the doc uh, interview we did. I'll play a clip from it that explains kind of this injury a little bit, and I'm also gonna play a clip of Damone Clark explaining it as well. But I, I gotta. <laughs> The best linebacking group, scariest in the league, Los. Hey, I, I'm being honest, Scott. I mean, look, I, let me let me tell you. Why, now Scott. you know I'm gonna hold y'all accountable, and I'm gonna check you if, if you say some crazy stuff. That's kind of crazy, Los. Hey, I, I know it's kind of crazy, but here's 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 what I'm gambling on. One, just the production of Micah. He keeps getting better. Jabril Cox health. And Demon Clark to be that first round talent we think he is. If the, if everything goes as planned, then I feel like we can be the scariest linebacker group, you know, of all time. Not of all time, but you know, maybe these coming years. But if that doesn't work <laughs> out, then yeah, it's, it's all of us. <laughs> of all time, or oh, not all time, God. but 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 but, yeah, but yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, no, not all time. You not all time. That's I love I love the positivity. I hope you're absolutely right. I just, just, let's just slow down. Let, let's see Jabril Cox first, and then we got to get Clark out there, and and then let's have a conversation. Because you know why we need to slow down? And this is me, because I said this years ago. I was almost similar to you. I didn't go that far and say it all the time. But I said, yo, Jalen Smith, LVE, might be the best linebacking group in the league. So let me slow down, Will. Shut up. Let me slow the hell down. Because that changed real fast. You know, oh, both yeah. of them change real fast so that's all i'm just saying it's just just wait and see man no problem and to close out man uh let me let me say this make sure y'all tune in every morning with this legend skywalker steel the young film jedi sponsored by texas family fitness to be the voice of this cowboys nation and not those clowns like skip bayless peace out (laughs) appreciate you los i think i think los is low-key auditioning to be like the voice of a to z when he does that Thank you though, brother. Yeah, I'm slowing down. That's all. Like, like I like the potential with Clark. For sure. Potential with Jabril Cox. Just gotta see it. We know, like, honestly, Micah gets you halfway there. Right? Like Micah gets you halfway there. You just need them to get you all the way to the finish line in regards to being a viable, respected, feared, whatever you want to call it, linebacking group. <clears throat> Yes, Toxic. And I almost brought it up because it was our guy, Los, who talked about the whole Dynasty situation. And I tried to get people to say, wait a minute. Can we win some playoff games before we start talking about Dynasty? But I I get it, especially the younger fan base. You get excited. You see six and one, right? You're like, oh, wait a minute. I'm at the point now where it's like, show me in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? We're going to week by week this thing. We're going to have fun with it each week. Hopefully, when the Cowboys win. We'll talk what y'all know how we do during the season. If you're new here, go back and watch during the season. I think it's one of the most well put together weeks 
uh, leading up to the game out there. Period. And I don't. I'm not. That ain't got just. That's not just me. That's y'all too. That's the team. That's A to Z. We really build this thing up each week. But it's a week to week for me. Let's get to the playoffs and see what happens, man. It's been too long with this whole talking about dynasty. What are we doing? All right. Uh, let's get another. Let's get another OG up in here. Marv, man. What's up, Marv? How you feeling about Clark? Uh, Clark is gonna be a beast, man. That was uh, one of the greatest of like, all time. Uh, well, we ain't gonna say that yet. <laughs> but right. but he got him like a your boy Quinn is smart. He got him like a Bobby Wagner type linebacker that could play. Oh, and it's all man, about y'all be putting some heavy <laughs> expectations well, on these say. kids, man. Kid gonna be a beast, man. You could tell how he was pissed off. Because you know he would have been like a a lower first to second round pick that pissed him off because of that injury, and uh, the guy could tackle. He's a tackling he machine. He can, and I get and I give him guys credit for the story Jackson. All them linebackers are fast, and they older, and they already mature. So that's a good thing. The key is just learning that book, getting that book and study, and they study. They're going to be a beast. And that's what we need because, like I said before, I got tired of our uh, people throwing screens on us and they should have been tucked right there on the spot and then end up getting a 15 to 20 yard game. You know, because Philly like doing that and they used to piss us off. Now, the scheme now, they don't know where we're coming from. Whoever blessed, and that's yep. going to be good for the Cowboys. And you're That's talking about really 2023. Right? I, I I don't I don't I don't think he'll be available here. But here's what I'll say about getting Demone, if you and we're talking about the future. If you have Demone Clark, Micah Parsons, Jabril Cox, what you do have at the very least is one of the more athletic linebacking groups in the league. That doesn't really mean that'll translate to being the best. But if Dan Quinn is still sticking around, we know how much value he holds on having athletes on defense, especially at that group. So um, I, I don't. Yeah. If you go look at Atlanta, he actually had a. In my opinion, I think he had a more athletic group in its entirety. Walker, Foyer, Deion Jones is an extremely athletic group. Whereas Jalen Smith was playing on a bum leg. Uh, LVE yeah. ain't that. Ain't, ain't, he's athletic for his size, but he ain't like that. He ain't as fluid as those guys. And then you got Micah, who obviously Micah's that dude. But as a group, and Luke Gifford. Francis Bernard, those dudes weren't as athletic. So now I think no, you see, right, Marv, you see him molding his linebacking group now. Now he's trying to put athletes in that room so he can do more things behind that defensive line. Yeah, and we need that. And just to yeah, give another yeah. point, yeah. you come back. Uh, they, they was uh, a lot of people. <clears throat> well, uh, Ridgeway, I watched the Georgia game. That's what everybody's trying to laugh. But when you got three linemen, Blocking one guy, you put that guy Ridgeway on that Georgia team. That guy would have probably been a first round pick, man. That's what people don't understand. Them dudes are throwing three blockers. You got to get Georgia credit because I said, we got to get this big thug out the way. And they kept going three. Yeah. Ain't no one guy blocking that guy. Yeah. For our team last year, one guy was blocking our, our defensive tackles. No. We need to have two people trying to block them. So the field by linebackers. Sure, I think Ridgeway coming into the into the out of the draft or what have you, 
uh, into the draft was a top three or four one tech. Period. You had the Travis yeah. Joneses, you had your Jordan Davises, and I think Ridgeway was was right after those guys. Sure. Yeah, and the guy that had played with Georgia, he was he was better than Davis. The, the uh, one in Green Bay. Oh, oh, I thought you said Ridgeway was better than him. Um, Devontae no. Wyatt. The other yeah, Wyatt was better than George. Yeah, so that's what people don't understand. People got to start doing their homework and watching film. Because I went back and I was watching. I be watching a you lot know, of film. I, you ain't about, you know to, what I'm saying? You ain't about I, to slander Davis, are we? Is that what we're doing now? Because he's a, I get it. He is no, an no. eagle. Davis, Davis a beast. Davis a beast. Okay. I, yeah, and I, I watched his film. To see how people was blocking him, you know Alabama blocked him good one on one. You know sometimes he get penetration. And, and, and what in the national championship game? Yeah. No, nah, brother. Jordan Davis was a factor in that national championship game. But he got in there sometimes. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes he was. Let me just say this about his role. Game, his role was not to be. And Professor O, you can elaborate. His role was not to be a penetrating one gap guy, and I think yeah. people are dinging him about that. It wasn't his. That wasn't his responsibility. That is responsibility, and that's why Rich Ray gave the, the right answer. He said, "My job is to try to knock their head off and make them put their whole team to block me, so my linebackers could be free to make Indeed. the plays. And if we get that, that defense would drop from twelve all the way down in the top." I agree. Get, I, I, hey, Marv, I agree with your brother. You get some defense linemen up front to clean, help keep the, the linebackers clean. Uh, you have a better yeah. defense, man. But hey, appreciate the call, you. MJ. Got to get, got to get going, bro. Good job, man. Thank you, MJ. I love it. All right, fam. Yeah, I, I, I brought up the Ridgeway thing because somebody said he was going to be a bust, and, and I don't think fifth round picks, in my opinion, can be considered a bust. Right? It's a small dart thrown at a board farther away. Um, all right, before we get to the second part, we, the phone lines are on fire this morning. So let, let's just kind of get through uh, this second part of our rating the draft series. But before we do that, we got to talk about Worth the Poor. Worth the Poor, man. One thing we know we can all agree on is watching or hell, talking about the Cowboys can be very stressful. So sometimes take the edge off of game days. Stop by Worth the Poor. Spirit and Wine in the Colony of Texas. It's a family-owned and operated luxury liquor store that offers affordable prices uh, from beer, wine samples, beer, uh, liquor, whatever you need. They make your decision choice very easy. Uh, for the game day party that won't end, they even offer liquor deliveries to all of North Texas. So, download the app, right? Type in the discount code A to Z Sports and you'll get 5% off any order $20 or more. Or you can go into the store down in the colony of Texas. Let them know that A to Z sent you and get 5% off any order of $20 or more. That's worth the poor. Visit worththepoor.com. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions. Of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. (laughs) 
I can't control that toxic. You never know. Maybe these takes won't be crazy, but uh, Toxic says, Sky, no more crazy takes this morning. Please, please, please. Drafting Jordan Davis over Hamilton made my day. Did he go? I thought Jordan Davis went after Hamilton. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Once the draft is over, it's on to the Cowboys, man. I don't really remember. Ninja Nuts says Eagles' biggest improvement is AJ Brown, but Hurts is still the guy throwing a rock. Boy, Cowboy fans and Eagle fans is, is really going at it on social media. Really going at it on social media, which that, that happens every year. But I think because of the Eagles adding some of the players in free agency, the draft, AJ Brown, they a little bit more spicy. And for me, I'm just like, whatever, man. Yeah, you haven't beat the Cowboys in like two years, really. I'm not counting no damn Ben DiNucci. So, and you still got Jalen Hurts. So we'll talk. I hope it's Cowboys Eagles week one. I don't want to. Let's just get that out the way. Hmm? How about we do that? But let me go ahead and keep it moving before we get into a Cowboys Eagles thing, which I'm not wasting. We're not doing that today. We did enough of that the last couple of days. All right. So we're going to head on over and move to the year one impact of Damone Clark. And this is, this is very easy. This is a one. For obvious reasons, right? The spinal fusion will absolutely land him on the pup list heading into the season. And Stephen Jones even said that, right? And me personally, even though there's a slight chance that he can come back, according to Stephen Jones, according to him, according to anybody that I guess is following this thing, I would let him red shirt, y'all. Straight up, I let him red shirt this year. And come back in 2023. I I just don't want to see anything get triggered. I don't want to see him rush anything back. When you're talking about the spine, you're talking about something serious. And the only reason why it's a one and not a zero is the off chance. He gets healthy by the end of the year and he gets a couple games under his belt. But for me, I'm, I just don't want to see it. Uh, now, Clark did talk about his injury on a podcast was it last week? I think it was. So take a listen to him explaining how he's doing with his recovery and things like that. Uh, this is Damone Clark uh, on his injury. How's the recovery going with the neck? You know, obviously you said it's a six-month recovery. You're in going on month two, I guess, now. How's the recovery going? How do you feel? And when do you anticipate, you know, being able to go be full go? Well, you know, I take it one day at a time. You know, I don't, I don't rush the process. You know, I... I, I, I'm playing. I want to play this year. You know, that's the biggest thing. I do want to play this year. But it's a, you know, it's a slow recovery process. One thing Coach Baker always said, you know, be where your feet are. So I, you know, I just take it one day at a time. You know, I'm not thinking, you know, six months from now. Like I'm not, I'm not thinking too far down the line. Like I'm just really just focusing on one day at a time. But um, it's a, I feel, I feel good. I feel like if I had to go play a football game right now, I really could go out there and play. Hey, you know, I, I really go. do. I really do yeah. feel good. But. You know, it's just everything happened for a reason. You know, yeah. that's why I tell myself all the time. Everything happened for a reason. Um, you know, God got me this far, so he wouldn't leave me now. Stamone Clark talking about uh, his injury. The good news hearing that on, on the podcast is that he feels great, right? He said, I feel like I can go play. Obviously, he, he's not going to go play. But he feels great. So that's good to hear he's in good spirits. Physically, he's feeling well. Um and if he he's a young buck, right? Was he 21, 22 years old? 
So he's going to heal faster. The fusion, though, is not something that he can speed up. It just has to heal. And, and I'll get to the dot clip. But even if he is good to go by November, right, and he's starting to get back into activities, he's practicing or whatever, and then they want to give him a shot in December, what really is there to gain, right? I don't, I don't know that it's worth it. I, I would just hold him out, Cowboys Nation. So that's why, you know, I'm giving it a one. Um, for his year one impact. Are we all kind of in agreement here on that? A half a star, one, one. Yeah, I just really don't don't see that happening. Uh, appreciate you, Dro. Man, $20 super chat. Super chat. He says, Quinn is cultivating that Legion of Boom attitude in our culture. Tough, athletic, physical, and playing pissed off. Every guy we brought in on defense is either naturally nasty or has a chip on their shoulder in Quinn I trust. Damn, that's true. I love that. I love that uh, comment right there. You see it. That's why we dubbing this the attitude era. Let's run with it. Hopefully it picks up as in on the field and we can really, truly run with it. But if you, again, Clark has that attitude, plays with that attitude. Jalen has it and plays with it. Tyler, uh, uh, Sam Williams, even all the way down to Ridgeway. Even, even with Let's Go, they just play with this attitude. But in regards to Damone Clark, Yesterday, like I said, if you haven't checked out the Doc Talk episode three, my favorite episode, <clears throat> excuse me, episode of Doc Talk, because I wanted to know more about this injury. Here's a just a quick clip uh, on the Doc speaking about uh, Damone Clark. If they didn't catch this, you know, how dangerous could this have been for him moving forward playing a contact sport? Sure. So, I mean, you know, one would think that at the level that he was having it where it wasn't super symptomatic for him playing, one would think that if it wasn't picked up, it would have started to become more symptomatic. And, um, you know, it wouldn't have been uber dangerous for him if the disc had been pushing on the nerve root, because remember, that's different than his spinal cord, okay? And so the, the spinal cord itself, when something pushes on the spinal cord, that can be, that can be dangerous. But when the disc is pushing on one of the peripheral nerves, other than it hurting like crazy and giving him a lot of symptoms, you know, it's not as dangerous. If it's left untreated when he has those symptoms, then the concern is, is that those symptoms can become permanent. And that's oh. what we're really trying to avoid. Um, you know, if he had something like spinal stenosis where it was really narrow around the spinal cord, uh, something like that, that, that lends players to a much higher risk of of a catastrophic injury, right? Like a, a paralysis or something like that. But I don't think, you know, that's the case in this instance. Um, we're dealing with a disc herniation. We're not dealing with, with uh, you know, necessarily stenosis around the spinal cord itself, which is obviously a, a ton better news for him and a ton better prognosis for him coming back to, to play. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Now, like I said on, what was it? I did this interview Monday. So Tuesday, I came back and said, hey, I talked to the doc. I feel a lot better coming out of it. Now, that doesn't mean I feel better and I want him to play. It's still a back injury. It's still a spinal fusion. And we know it's going to take, he said, six to 12 months. If you go watch, go watch the interview. He talks about it now. That's a big gap, right? It could be six months or it can be 12. It could be six months he comes back and he starts running and doing football activities, but probably not quite ready to take on hits. Uh, or it can be the full year. It sounds like it won't take him as long. Obviously, I, that's not the doctor who did the surgery or what have you. But 
it seems like things are going well. Uh, that's why I view this pick as a future pick, and it should be a future pick. I would not rush him back. I, Stephen Jones shouldn't even have said that, in my opinion, at the uh, the press conference. Oh yeah, yeah well we, we could have him back this year. Don't don't do that to this kid, right? Let him let him soak it all in. Learn how to be a pro's pro. Learn from these linebackers and these coaches. Get into the film room. Get better mentally, then come back next year and let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Uh, yes, Gregory said this guy is good, very smart. He he, I'm telling you guys, man, go check out the interview. Uh, not just on Damone Clark. We we've done a ton of interviews. Uh, not ton. <laughs> it was third third episode. I recorded four, but there was a mishap audio wise on one of them. But very smart. Obviously, he's done a ton of operations and knows about these injuries so that's why we're kind of including him and i'm hoping we can get him back for the season so when we have these injuries we got a go-to doc that can kind of give us more insight uh, as opposed to WebMD and our uh doctors who stayed at a holiday inn in the comment section all right we got 501 on the horn what's good 501 what's going on steve how you doing this morning I'm good, good brother. How are you? I just said something like, I live in Arkansas, so I know the background on Wedgeway. Okay, what you got as for As our us? defensive tackle this year. He used to be, his athletic background, he used to be a wrestler. So when he put his arms and he locked them on you, he don't get moved. And when he locked on to you, he's, he uses the offensive center or the guard or double teams to figure out which way the ball going to one tee, get them on stretched out. He throws them to the to the left or to the right and makes the tackle, and he finds a way to get to the ball. He is like a solid mole once that brick wall. He would not be moved. He is solid, and he has always been that way his whole career at Arkansas. Think about it. Uh, that's a and big boy play, to wrestle, too. Plays, <laughs> yes, and his his dad used to be a wrestler. His uncle, so he has that wrestling mentality in him and that dog in him to fight. And he plays with that nastiness. And when he hits you, he tries to literally make you feel like, yeah, I'm coming back again. I'm going to be right here, so come on again. Let's get it. Did you hear his interview? But he <laughs> He talked about trying yes, to break somebody's neck. <laughs> yes, that's how he played at Arkansas this year. Even though, you know, he didn't really have no help on our defensive line, but he made it hard to run up that middle. He is a, a whole stuff. Once he gets there, he don't get moved. So we actually have a solid player, which if we would have had a better defensive line. Breaking up. You're breaking up, man. Going once, going twice, sold. Got to send you out, brother. Uh, 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 wait. Back of core. You, you back, you back. You, you broke up for a minute there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was asking you about the linebacker core. You know, how do you feel about it going with this year, even though I know Damone Clark is going to pretty much sit out this year. But I don't feel comfortable with what we get. Because I feel like we can either go get Anthony Barr or either Anthony Hitchens just to fill that board. 
because we don't know what we're going to get out of Vanderish if he get hurt or not. It's going to leave a void there. I am, I've been very adamant about this linebacking group. I am, in regards to depth, I am not satisfied. Uh, listen, the LVE, while he stayed relatively healthy last year, I'm not going into this year like, oh, yeah, no more injury concerns with LVE. Not the case, right? Like, and if you eliminate just the injury concerns, he's an okay linebacker anyway. Um, I love Jabril Cox's potential, and I'm pissed he got hurt, but we, we hadn't seen it. Although I do feel fairly confident if you say, hey, Scott, who's a guy you haven't really seen much for of that you think can show out a little bit? I think Jabril Cox would be that guy. I mean, Luke Gifford, Luke is just what he is, a special teams guy, your fourth or fifth linebacker. Um, and then Devin Harper's a, a rookie. I don't really see him cracking the rotation. So I'm I'm not enamored with the depth of this linebacking group. I thought that they needed to attack it in free agency and as well as the draft. They didn't really do that. Um, so we're going to be relying mostly on Micah, Jabril, LVE. And I guess we got to throw Ke- Keanu Neal. I guess we got to throw Curse in there because they kind of view him as that kind of hybrid linebacker too. So if all things go great, right, like everything is perfect, LVE plays above average most of the season and not average to below average most of the season. Jabril Cox plays to his potential. Micah stays healthy. Yeah, I think you'll be fine. Uh, but I don't view LVE as a playmaker or a, a really a difference maker on his team. I think Jabril has potential to be, but we got to see it. And Micah's all world. If it wasn't for Micah, I'd be quivering at this linebacker position. But, but Micah's all world. So he gives me a little bit of confidence there. Okay. Yeah, I'm feeling the same way. But I also think that we can get, you know, to add to Keith Michael where he, where as your switch army night, where you put him anywhere. I would like to see us actually get like another defensive end to add to that rotation, a veteran out there like either J.P. Paul or, you know, even the J.V. Clown if you just did it for one year wow. just to get through. Because you can always have rotation. They don't have to get you that 10 and 15 seconds. As long as you have a solid core and keep it going so you can get the first place rotate. Defense ends tough because I think they're already six deep. I mean, sure, you could sign Jadavian Clowney and, and, and cut a basher uh, and be cool with that, but – your problem, Clowney's not likely not coming in here for three million dollars, right? He's gonna probably go under at least eight, nine, ten million, and then you're gonna pay him eight, nine, ten million to play 27, 30 snaps. No, so I would rather go out and get a linebacker, basically. What I'm saying, all right, man, we're gonna keep, keep it moving, brother. You, I think your phone cut out as well, but appreciate you calling in, uh, 510. Yeah, I, I would I would go get me another linebacker right now. And and maybe they will, right? He said that Steven. I need to put my cat boy drop back in here. Steven said that they're not done with free agency. If it's if it's one position they need to not be done with, it is linebacker Cowboys Nation. To me. I, I mean, sure, you can be kind of just super optimistic about the situation and say, oh, we're fine. But if we're being real. Wouldn't we all agree that that position probably lacks the most depth on defense? Say yeah. 
you can maybe tie that with safety, but safety's got three proven guys, like three proven dudes. And then after that, it gets a little sketchy. Like Wilson's proven to be a solid backup safety. Curse is proven to be your leader and a beast. Hooker's proven to be able to play in his role and play on the roof. I've got really two proven players at linebacker, and the second one's a LVE. Y'all know how I feel. He, whatever. But it's really not that much depth there of proven players. So I would say no matter how optimistic you feel about that linebacker spot, it is it is lacking the most depth. It is lacking depth more than any other position on this team. Oh, on this defense. All right. We'll get to Macho Man Danny Savage, and then we're going to get to our last part of the rating series, and we're going to close this thing out with our guy, Uncle Charles. So hold tight, Uncle Charles. What's up, Danny? Good morning. Good morning, Sky. Good morning. Uh, I agree with you 110% about the linebacker depth. Scary, People got to realize... And people got to realize, and this is why people hate Dallas fans. LSU, they have an 18 every single year. Doesn't mean he's a pro bowler. Penn State, Mike is a little bit different. He's generational. But Penn State, they have an 11 in the middle every single year. Cock, listen, barring if, if, if Clark had no back injury, he's a better prospect than Jabril Cox. What has Jabril Cox done that everyone is anointing him a superstar except hit Daniel Jones helmet to helmet? One play on just one play. Go back. He only played at LSU one year in 2020. All right, let me ask because I understand your, your and, disdain for, and, for Jabril Cox, bro. Statistically? Hold, but hold statistically, on, Danny. Hold on, Danny, because all I've heard you do is just shit on Jabril Cox. Right, so here's because what I, he has a thumb hold, hold, but I get it. But hold on, let, let let me let me look, let me tap into the other side, because I know how you feel about Jabril Cox in regards to the negatives. What do you view Jabril Cox that he does well, and how can he help the Cowboys? The way I view Cox is, he's great. He's a very good cover guy. Okay, he's very good on the outside. Run. Yeah, I don't think you're really going to ask him his, to play on his, as a middle thumper, weakness, right? His, yeah, his weakness is if you run right at him in the middle. When he was at LSU his single year in 2020, LSU statistically had their worst defense ever. Let that sink in. And that was with Tyler Shelvin in the middle. From, from day one, I thought Cox could play the curse role. A lot of people did, yeah. Didn't? Maybe down the road, if we could have Micah and Damone in the middle, and then put Cox. To well, he's not going to play the curse role, brother. He's going to play Keanu Neal's role. He's going to play that Neal will Neal. that will linebacker role. He's, he's not going to be asked or tasked to play in the middle. Do you? I think he could personally play that very well. He's sideline to sideline, keep him clean, drop back in coverage. I, I, I think he could do that. It's just like I just don't like what pisses me off is. People are anointing these guys superstars. Sure. We can get one play out of LVE, or we can get 17 games. We can get one play out of Cox, and then we're looking at Gifford. The linebacker room is, besides Micah, I was flipping out. Hey, I, I don't disagree with you there. It's Back to big country, he was a state champion heavyweight wrestler. 
he was a state champion heavyweight wrestler, big country, Ridgeway. But he only played one year at Arkansas. He played at Indiana State for four years. He was All-American. But all I'm trying to say is I hope we get some kind of depth with a free agent or something in the linebacker room. And Clark, he has upside, just redshirt him. Yeah, I, just I, I just don't want to see him get rushed back in. That's all. Yeah, no, Stefan never should have said that. But what does he care? He don't. That's what. <laughs> but they, but they call these guys. They say PhD. You know what that stands for? Supposedly a Chicago coach is getting destroyed for it because uh, they they took Jaquan Brisker, the safety from Penn State, in the second round, and the coach called them PhD. You know what that stands for? Player hated the group. Which that, no, uh, poor, poor, hungry, and desperate. That's what, what the, the coach f- says. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Dang. How horrible is that? You ain't got to say all that. that coach, jeez. Yeah. Yo, but that can, listen, you can say the same about me. Because I'm poor, hungry, and desperate. Well, right, I'm hungry, right. but, you know what I'm trying to say? But yeah, that's what they, that's how they, listen, man, these kids are just numbers to them. That's all. You know, but if it was their son, they'd make sure he's, he red shirts that year. And the right thing to do is not even to talk about the moan clock until 2023. Give the kid his 12 months to heal. You know, I'm trying. It's like you said, it's a spine. It's not an ankle. It's not an ankle. And let me tell you something: fusions break. You can sneeze, break a fusion. You can get. You can be sitting at a red light, get rear-ended by Jerry Jones, break a fusion. You know, so give the kid his year. We're talking 2023. Yeah. But let's just not anoint this team, this like like the linebackers from the New Orleans Saints of the 80s, or the or the Giants linebackers from the 80s. Because besides Micah, we got nobody. That's mm. just my rant. I that's just my rant. I apologize. No, no, no. Great, great good, show bro. as usual. I'm gonna take a cup of coffee before the gym. Ah, great talking to you. That's why, bro. That's why we got the rant. Appreciate you, Danny. <laughs> you got it, man. Later. Hey, I agree with some things there, but I just wanted to know his other side of Jabril Cox. Because I've heard him. He didn't he doesn't really care too much for the kid. But I think there is a role for Jabril. And I don't think that role is what Damone Clark's role should be for the Cowboys. But when you get them all together, I think they fit amazingly uh, from a puzzle piece standpoint. And they were talk 2023. But if you get Damone, who could be that kind of thumper hybrid middle linebacker allow Micah to roam and then you got Jabril Cox who can third downs or what have you can play that cover Keanu Neal role Keanu Neal played a lot of snaps y'all believe it or not um yeah I think it can all work out how high that's a different story we don't know but I think they can fit together they can fit together uh Adrian Cox's situational linebacker again Keanu Neal was kind of in the situation of linebacker, but because of the whole base defense now was kind of using two linebackers, a hybrid guy and uh, J. Ron Curse type of thing, you can see them out there more often than not. So it really all depends. What, honestly, it depends what Dan Quinn wants to do with Micah, right? And, and that's where maybe tendencies get picked up. And we're going way into the woods here. But say you get to week four, and you see Jabril Cox, Micah Parsons, LVE out there. Nine times out of ten, Micah Parsons is rushing. 
right? And I'm talking about if this is a second and long, third and long situation, which I don't know why you would have all three out there. But if Jabril turns into that cover guy, then they could use him in that way. But nine times out of ten, Mike is probably going to rush. Uh, it, it also depends who's in front. If you only see one true rush in, maybe you got a ghost in slid in. Yeah, Mike is probably going to move around and do some things. But I would feel much better about that if we had a better linebacking group. Uh, right now, it's kind of hard to remove Michael Parsons from the middle because when we did that last year, we suffered a bit. So, yeah, Adam Anderson, no one drafted him, and, and he's probably going to go, somebody said, go to jail. Yeah, he's in a lot of trouble. So, all right, let's get to the final part of the rating, the draft series, not series, but today's show with Damone Clark, and that is long term outlook. I'm going with three stars here. And I struggle with two or three. And here's why. I don't know how the back will respond. You know what I'm saying? I just don't. Now, the doc, like I said, he talked yesterday. He made me feel better about it. Um, he's a young kid. It doesn't sound like this was something that was bothering him. This was a precautionary situation. Uh, they caught it. It's not pushing up against the spine. According to the doctor, it's, it's pushing up a little bit against a nerve, I suppose. So they're trying to get it before it really uh, affects his nerve to the point where obviously if he took a wrong hit, he could be paralyzed. But again, it really all depends on his like how the fusion heals. You could argue maybe three stars is a bit generous given the severity of the injury. But like I said earlier, I feel better about this, believe it or not, than Jalen. Because Jalen's was a nerve. Like, that was gone. It was drop foot. Uh, interesting enough, they'll both probably have red shirt years. But I don't think Damone Clark's athletic ability will be affected long term. It's more of a matter of if my man takes a bad hit, maybe he could be done. I'm just guessing. Again, I'm not, I'm not the doctor. I hear back stuff and I get a little queasy, right? So I, I got it as a three. I could have probably did like a two and a half. You know, I'm not super optimistic. I'm not super down. It's just that it's it's a back. It's a fusion. So um, if he didn't get a chance, if you, like I said, if you didn't get a chance to check out the conversation, go back, watch the whole video on that. It's a fantastic conversation with Dr. Booth. So three probably could have been two and a half, which I got for this one. Long-term outlook on Damone Clark. Uh, Padilla, a one. Kel, three. Says drop neck, no second contract. Drop neck. I heard that one. Uh, set it off. Chris gives it a four. Gregory, a four. Long term, a two. It's it's very tricky, man. It's very tricky. Did I see a Romo reference in here? Or maybe I'm just seeing stuff that I'm thinking about. Because after that conversation, that clip I played with uh, Dr. Boothby, Immediately, I said, so it sounds like to me this is, it could have been at least, a Tony Romo situation where Tony Romo played with a herniated disc because it wasn't a serious injury that was affecting his nerve it was or affecting his spine. It was pushing up against a nerve and causing pain, which is why I took shots, right? And he, had, he was on a limited practice rep, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and he was like, yeah, that's basically what we're talking about here. But obviously, the more and more you 
you crash and you hit, the longer you don't take care of it, the worse it's going to get and the more the symptoms you'll start to feel. Um, and, and fortunately for Damone, he said he wasn't really feeling anything. It was just like normal football stuff. Uh, and they just happened to catch it, thankfully, at the combine. So I got it a three. And that might be that might be super generous. That might be the Cowboy fan and me hoping that, you know, everything is well. But, um, yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Legends gives it a five. D2W Stu, what's up? Gives it a three and a half. Uh, five for Ultra. Two and a half for Toxic. Right down the middle for Clark. Kind of how I feel. I, if I, again, I haven't used a half ratings, but this would have been a perfect time to do it. I'm, I'm not optimistic, overly optimistic about it, but I'm not really all the way down on it either because we, we won't know. So I, I give it a two and a half too. A four, says CG. A one, nine deep, two and a half, Marty G. All right, all right. All right, let's get back to the horns as we close out this show. I think it's been a very fluid show. Let's get to another OG. A lot of OGs calling in here, man. But the legend, Uncle Charles. What's good, man? What's, what's up, player? What's good with you, man? Man, just first of all, good morning, good morning, good morning. Every day we get up, it's a blessed day. It is. I just want to say that. Man, let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. I, 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 tell me. Right you don't know how this season's going to go. It's like a it's like a, a mixed bag of candy. But I'm going to ask you a question, and it's a real deep question. Do you think that we got the right skill players from the draft? Do you think they might fit in, or do you think we need to wait until they get into training camp to see what these guys are about? Because I think we picked up this guy named uh, Story Jackson. Yeah. Man. This guy is a killer, and I think he should make the team. So what do you think about Story Jackson, and what do you think about our draft picks? Uh, Story Jackson. So I thought I didn't have any film on Story Jackson. I, actually, I did. I had, I think, one game. I went back and watched half of it. I didn't get a chance to finish it. Um, like I said, his highlights, if you just watch his highlights, he I called it ex- him explosive, violent, and athletic. That's what his highlights obviously look at look like so you know if he's clicking on all cylinders yeah he can be explosive he can be violent he is athletic um i went back and watched the film and like i said you got to go look at some of the things that aren't highlights right look at the plays where he's where he's not making the plays and that's where you kind of see the rawness in his game as a linebacker so i think story could be a fantastic special teamers uh player right now because you're just running downhill finding somebody to hit run run hit talk shit uh, but from a from a linebacker standpoint, he's he's still got some things he has to work on. He'll probably tell you that, obviously, right? Uh, but his his story, no pun intended, is a really good one, and he just continues to kind of keep climbing the ranks to being a better player. So, listen, get me athletic, get me nasty, get me mean, get me violent, and then let's figure it out and coach him up as we move forward. So, yeah, Story Jackson could potentially be something here. I said it. I think he has something. We just got to see him put it together. Right. Well, man, man, like I said, Scott, I'm not gonna hold you this morning because I just really, really want to ask about that guy. I seen a bunch of his highlights in HBU, and man, he's a stone cold killer. But let me just say this, you know, because I always give a close and a service announcement. Let me just say this to the listening public: Don't ever go to the Family Dollar with your lady. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Man, she got me sweating out here like a, like the last Mohicans. God damn it! I, I, I let me tell you something, man. And my son asked me the other day when I came from the store with my, with my lady. He said, Daddy, you been in the shower? I said, no, I've been in that hot car. That's where I've been. 
She's trying to kill me right now. Let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. Do not eat food at a food truck. Don't buy no cologne off nobody. They say, hey, I got that Giorgio, and then you end up scratching for two weeks. Let me tell you something, man. They cutting up my bosses. I heard this guy say, hey, man, I got that guy that's special. I said, no, bro, I, I can't do it, bro. I can't do it. And they say in the Bible, love thy neighbor because you will love yourself. What about if you find out they got some people locked up in their basement? Do you still love them? I don't think so. And that's all I got to say, Skywalker. I love you, bro. <laughs> Hey, man, keep doing what you're doing, bro. Appreciate you, Uncle. That's our guy, Uncle Charles, in the building. He said, don't buy no cologne from... Let me, let me tell you something about that. Anybody from Philly, anybody living in Philly, or anybody living in the central PA area, whatever, or travel to Philly, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they do this anymore. It's been a while since I've been to the Galleria. But I used to go to the Galleria, and the Muslims will always sell you some cologne. And they have the craziest names for them. I remember this specifically because the name was wild. They beat you right outside the gallery. You know, hey, young buck, got this, this, and this. Pull it out, smell it. They don't even ask you, smell that. Just gonna put on some. The oil is really what it is. It ain't cologne, it's the oils. He said, I got that bin Laden. <laughs> Sir, why are you giving me something called bin Laden? I don't want that. Let me go get my shoes from Odell's real quick and get the hell up out of here, all right? But yeah, so I, I hear you. I hear you, Unk. I know how they be, man. I know how they be. They look, Gotti Baby said them oils, they really do get you with them oils. They be smelling good, though. Like, yeah, Adi. Yeah. If you go to uh, flea markets, again, I'm, I'm showing my East Coast bias here, but the Patapsco, is that even still a thing? In Baltimore, I think it was like West Baltimore. Shout out to anybody that's been down there. I used to go down there in high school, man, and and collect. Boy, when see now I'm really showing my age. When tees were a thing, right? White tees, black tees. I go down there and collect. Just rack up a whole bunch of tees, get back home and just sell them. Cause I was a, I like the hustle. I had to make a couple dollars. So I remember the Patapsco, the Galleria, all them things, man. All them things. I'm dang oils though, bro. Remember, they got an oil <laughs> I'm telling you, look. Look, Egyptian Musk, Bin Laden. For real. Y'all think I'm lying. I don't know if they still do it. Go to the Galleria. I'm pretty sure they be standing out there trying to sell you some wild name. TC915. All right, we'll see. Cologne called Port. Y'all remember what uh, 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 Cat Williams said? They be selling you that green. He said, I got some green. That thing called death. He said, death? Am I going to die? He said, no, death. You're going to smoke this and not hear nothing. He said, nothing? I got shit to do, man. Real rap, I got shit to do. Jay said, I asked my boy from the bird. Ask him. They be standing out there, man. It's wild. TC said, I had some dude try to sell me some cologne called Wild Boar. Y'all know I ain't lying. Jaw said nothing changed. All right, it's been a while for me. <laughs> it's been a minute. Jamaican fruit. <laughs> you gotta love it, man. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. All right, this has been a good show. Um, very we, we, straightforward, straight to the to the to the goods here. Um, tomorrow we'll pick back up, but later tonight we got 
Mauricio Rodriguez, A to Z Sports Prime Time, which I gotta get him back on the morning show. I don't want on prime time. Get you back on here, Mo. Uh, we had a, we had a great time with the draft, so um, I want to do that again. I told him afterwards, like we should do that every year when regards to the draft. Which, by the way, now y'all know it is official. Your boy is going to be here for the foreseeable future, at the very least through 2024. So ain't going nowhere. We in the building. My mom Dukes is in the building. She know I ain't lying. Park City, King of Pressure. Y'all bringing out the East Coast in me, man. Y'all making me miss it a little bit over there. Making me miss it. Uh, Mo Rod's a, a cool dude for sure. For sure. Absolutely. All right. Do me a favor before y'all head up out of here, please. Please. Because we're growing. Uh, the, the subscriber count is growing. Um, you, your, the engagement is growing on the channel. Hit the like button if you forget. One, two, three, smash that thing. Uh, share this. That is the most important thing to support is basically to just share it. It's free. It don't cost you nothing. And subscribe if you're new to this. Uh, I, I saw yesterday a lot of people were new to the videos. The doc video is doing well. Uh, the story video is doing well. So there's a lot of new people here. Uh, if you like what you see, man, hit that subscribe button. We do this every day, Monday through Friday, every weekday. One of the most engaging uh, communities I think out there and we try to put together a good show chop it together a good show man so with that said man appreciate you I'm gonna go ahead and hit this button boom thank you for the donations all the calls the chat on fire as usual hey bomb squad drop those fire emojis if you enjoyed today's show and run it back if you missed it run it back if you missed it peace out blue <laughs> Love y'all. We out of here, man. with you today.